Hello Skimo family, the Skimocast is back with another episode. In episode number 13, we will have the ninth different country represented in this podcast. Maximilian Drien Dushapoa, or just Max Drien, is 25 years old athlete from Belgium. He has already achieved several great results for this not typically winter sports country. Last winter, he won his uh, country's very first major medal at major championships in Skimo. At European Champs in Spain, he won bronze medal in Vertical. Max, welcome to the Skimo cast and thanks for your time. <laughs> Hi, Ron. Thank you, thank you for, for welcoming me and uh, yeah, excited. It's nice to hear you and see you again. Uh, how is it going? Uh, how was your summer? Uh, did you uh, relax a bit or it was only about racing and uh, pushing hard on trails with shoes on? <laughs> yeah, uh, as as in winter, I'm also passionate by, by by trail running and mountain running. So during summer, I like, I like to do many races. And um, yeah, so I had an intense summer. I took some uh, some weeks off recently, and uh, now I am I am ready to start pushing again for the last uh, last races of my summer season and to prepare hard for the the winter season that is coming. Your summer had to be great, right? On July second, you became the European champion in trail running in the longest distance distance of the three events. Uh, uh, this is without a doubt uh, your highlight of the year, maybe. Uh, how do you look back uh, to this amazing day? Yeah, it was for sure uh, an, ex- an unexpected result to to get for me. Uh, so it was, was my first time on uh, such a long race. So yeah, it was 47 kilometers. For some of you listening, it maybe seems short, but for me, it was uh, my longest race by, by far. And uh, yeah, I was hoping to do a, a top 10 and uh, and yeah, the race felt uh, really great. And um, and yeah, I came home with, uh, with the victory and it's quite amazing to tell myself that I got two medals in two European championships in the same year, uh, but in two different sports, in ski mountaineering in the winter, uh, in the vertical race in, in Boitawi in Spain. And uh, and yeah, in trail running in summer, uh, in uh, in La Palma in uh, Canary Islands. Islands. I I think this is something very special. I don't have any exact data or history in my head about this, but maybe you are the very first skimo athlete to achieve this uh, these both medals at at uh, trail running uh, European champs and European champs maybe in skimo. Or or do you have uh, some some history uh, <laughs> in your in your head? <laughs> but yeah, there there are a few athletes who did. Uh such uh, such things yeah yeah Kilian Malini or or Remy did uh, some podium in the sky running championships in in summer and did great results in, in winter as well so but yeah it was uh, uh, it was very special for me you mentioned that you took some uh, days off uh, at the beginning of September. You posted on social media that you are taking two weeks off. Uh, you include this uh, twice a year, as I know. Uh, in what way does it help you more, mentally or physically? Um, normally, it's my mental that tells me when I need to take a break for 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 my body. Um, because, yes, um, yeah. Uh, ra- racing a lot in summer and winter uh, it's hard to keep the motivation very high all the time so um, sometimes when 
I'm not as motivated as I normally am to go training and uh, and and yeah to to train hard every day. Then then uh, yeah, I quickly notice uh, that I have to to make some changes. Sometimes just uh, having one day off or two day off, two days off are enough. Or just by changing my my playground or go higher or do some mountain projects is also a way to to change my mind and. Uh, and recover uh, in a way, but uh, this time I was feeling very tired, um, and uh, and uh, yeah. So I I usually take ten days to two weeks off twice a year. Um, so I do that at the end of my winter season uh, to fully recover because the winter season is quite intense with uh, yeah all the World Cup races, the La Grande Course races, the national championships, some local races. So uh, uh, it's very intense, and uh, so after a very intense winter season, I need to take some some uh, some days off, and uh, and same for after my summer. You mean this year, the start of your skimo season is connected uh, a lot with running because uh, in the first days of November you are going to Thailand for World Champs in trail running, and the very first World Cup uh, in Valtoran is uh, let's say two weeks uh, later. Uh, aren't you worried that it might have a negative impact on your uh, season in November and de- December a bit? Or is it's just a sprint relay in, in Valtoran and then you have a bit of time before Ponte di Leno? Yeah, yeah, for sure. My, my goal is not to be to be at the top of my shape in, in November, because if you are at the top of your shape in November, then it's very long to to last all the season. But um, yeah, also in Thailand, there are many distances and I will race the, the shortest ones. I will race two different races in Thailand, uh, a vertical kilometer, if you want, but not very steep. There are 8.5 kilometers and an up and down race of 11 kilometers. So these races are quite short, less than one hour. Uh, so I think it's even maybe a, a good training um, to prepare for uh, the first races of this the of the winter and uh, also i think it will be um um i will start skiing in two weeks so i will ski before thailand because otherwise it's yeah too short it's between thailand and the first road cup but um but yeah i think for, for the mind also it's nice to 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 keep running for uh, as long as possible otherwise yeah the, the winter season is, is very very hard and yeah, we 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 would like to have a, a lot of snow soon, but also sometimes at the beginning of the season you have to to travel far or to do training camps high in altitude, and it can also be very tiring. And um, yeah, waiting a little can can still provide good results. That was basically my next question. That uh, when are you going for the first time to snow? Uh, so yeah, you are going in two weeks. Uh, which means that uh, you will still be running because of the championships. Uh, so let's say uh, you you are going to run a lot, uh, but do you like to run also during winter? Um, yeah, I know that some athletes, I was uh, talking about that with uh, François Den uh, before PDG. He told me that he, he never run he never runs during the winter. And for me, it's crazy how you... How is possible that you are so strong then in the summer if you don't run in winter? And uh, for me, I, I try to keep running all winter long, um, between one and three times a week. Um, 
So when I start running again uh, more intensively uh, in May, June, uh, I still have, I already have uh, running legs uh, and uh, the transition is easier. And um, and yeah, uh, I run yeah, one, two or three times a week uh, in winter. And uh, your next, your question was exactly, um, um, yeah, so yeah, that, that's it. Uh, I keep running during the window, the winter. Yeah. Uh, let's get back to the last winter. I mean, it was a bit up and down season for you, right? Uh, but with a nice result at European Championships and uh, I, I think also Pyramenta and uh, Patrick de Glacier, uh, you won the bronze medal uh, in Boy Taul, uh, but just a few days after COVID, which is uh, pretty interesting. Uh, we all remember your post that uh, the biggest goal of the season is maybe destroyed by this uh, terrible terrible news uh remy bonnet was uh oh uh, yeah unlucky you were lucky let's say in this that, that you were you, you you were able to at least do the vertical race in such a shape so mm -hmm. what do you say about your last winter season at all um my last winter season was um was not perfect i was uh expecting more uh from it but uh unfortunately i had a very difficult preparation Uh, in November and December, I had uh, two consecutive uh, skins infections. Uh, so I had to, to stop training for 10 days twice in November and December. And we all know how important these months are uh, in the preparation for the world winter. So uh, uh, when I arrived in, uh, in Ponte del Nio, uh, I hadn't as much training as I wanted. Um, Uh, but uh, yeah, so all the winter long, I I already I was always trying to to get to my best shape. Um, I arrived at my best shape uh, in Morgan, where I did uh, uh, yeah top top ten in the individual race, uh, my second top ten in the race, which is, was yeah was in uh, ninth position, uh, my best result in in an individual, and I was very excited for. Uh, For the coming races because uh, even in Morja uh, I was sure I could uh, I could have done even better but I had some issues during the race um, and but yeah directly after Mor Morja there was uh, the World Cup in Albuzadja and um, to go there I did uh, two COVID tests one uh, antigen test who came back negative so I decided to travel to, to Albuzadja and I also did a, a PCR test And uh, the same day, the same morning, and uh, I got the results when I arrived in Albozadja, and uh, it was positive. So I had to 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 go back to to Switzerland, and uh, all the guys who were in the bus, the Swiss guys who were who were in the bus with me, had to go back as well. And then it came, yeah, I was on on a time trial to to recover quickly for uh, the European Championship. That was uh, yeah, 10 days after uh, Albozadja. So it was a very short recover, but hopefully my, my body helped me and uh, I could come back quickly. Um, but uh, yeah, I gave really all I had during the vertical race um, and I was very happy with my, my third place. And uh, after that, um, yeah, I needed some weeks to recover still. And um, Pyramenta was very great. 
very difficult as well. I I didn't imagine it to be to be so difficult, and um, and I think for the rest of the season, Piamenta yeah uh, killed me a little bit, and I was always tired the rest of the season after Piamenta, because yeah I was racing Piamenta with uh, Martin Tamaten, and I was pushing every day so hard, and I was trying to to keep up and do my best, and um, and so yeah it was hard, and the last races were very difficult, Valmartello and uh, and Flen. And um, and yet that's it. Uh, um, I I learned from my mistakes. Uh, I hope not to have uh, any infections and have any troubles in preparation. But uh, I I think the positive side of it is that even with major setbacks and struggles during my preparation or during my winter, I, I still managed to to get a, a decent result, um, a very great result at the European Championship. And uh, that's very positive for me to know that uh, I can always uh, come back uh, and make uh, I can make and make good things on, on the snow. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, you did Pyramenta with Martin Antamaten. Uh, then you finished uh, like the very last uh, race for everybody was uh, PDG. Uh, you finished fourth. Uh, how do you see your uh, future in La Grande Course races? Uh, I think it's very difficult right now to combine uh, World Cup circuit with, with La Grande circuit, even if the calendar is more familiar than the previous years. But we all know that the national governments of sport are pushing uh, to go to the World Cups because of, of budget and money. So uh, how do you see, not only for you, but maybe for all of the best schemo athletes, is it possible to combine or it's tough with uh, with uh, Olympic goal, let's say, yeah, because it's pretty much connected right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. All the federations are pushing a lot for uh, having yeah, to have good athletes for the Olympics. And now, unfortunately, unfortunately, there will not be the individual race at the Olympics. Uh, so I think the um, athletes who are uh, yeah, sprinters and maybe uh, vertical athletes or young athletes will... Uh, will very much focus on uh, on the World Cup circuit and not do the, the Grand Course races uh, because they will need uh, to show themselves to the national teams to to get uh, their spot for the Olympics. Um, but I think the ones who are doing Indian races uh, and that are not good in sprint or don't like sprint uh, will uh, do the Indian races in the, the World Cups, maybe the vertical as well. And the Grand Course races, and already decide now that uh, yeah they will not try to to become a sprinter just to go to the Olympics. They will uh, stay uh, let's say uh, true to to themselves and uh, and keep doing what uh, what they love, and uh, and that's what I think uh, everyone should do. And what about you? Uh, in the next season, we all know the calendar. Uh, are you planning to come back to Pieramenta, for example, or to do Medzalama or the World Championships uh, at Adamelo, the long distance? Uh... Yes, uh, I planned my calendar a few a few days ago. Um, so I have everything in mind. So yeah, Pieramenta, I love that race. It's quite, it's an amazing race. Uh, I, I love it, but uh, yeah, I was so tired. Um, uh, last year after it that I decide this year I will not go back to Pyramenta. I will uh, maybe go there to, to cheer my friends racing or uh, train there but uh, I will not race it uh, but I will race um, Adamelo uh, with uh, my Belgian partner uh, 
Gauthier Massé. With whom we did the eleventh in uh, Tour de Ruiter uh, last winter, and um, yeah, also I'm also planning to do Medalama uh, because it's the last race of the season. I think uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pure fun and uh, it's one of the last uh, mythical races uh, I haven't done yet. So um, so yet yeah, I think I will race these two Grand Course races in addition to. The World Cup circuit. Uh, I, I'm still looking for a partner for the mixed relays uh, because uh, actually in the in the Belgian team I am uh, pretty much uh, alone. So um, so yeah, <laughs> maybe not many mixed relays for me or uh, yeah <laughs> team races. Uh, you won the vertical race in Madonna di Campiglio 2021, which was maybe one of the biggest emotional. Uh, things I witnessed in Skimo, like personally, because I was there in finish line, uh, and uh, yeah, it was it was just amazing. Everybody uh, was so happy for you. Uh, it it was such such an amazing moment, uh, also for whole Skimo, because Belgium uh, won uh, the very first race in its history, and you finished also third uh, at European Championships in the same discipline. But you also made it to the two sprint finals. In in the past two seasons uh, and uh, your skills uh, are visible so individual races uh, so you are kind of ver versatile racer with uh, amazing engine uh, when it comes to go uphill so do you also think that you can deliver in sprint races or you are just strong for uphills or, or how do you see yourself um yeah I, I like to be uh, as much uh, polyvalent as possible and uh, uh, I did some uh, stats myself uh, last winter and uh, I think they were only uh, Thibaut Selmet, Boscacci, Antonioni and uh, and me we did the top 10 results in uh, all three major disciplines uh, so yeah it's quite it's I'm quite proud to to put my names uh, aside those um but um i think in sprint um yeah i'm very strong in sprint but my my um, say, where i lose time is on the transitions i think physically i'm maybe as strong as uh, as the best ones but it's in the transitions that all, always lose uh once again one and a half seconds and uh, at the end i always have to to push hard to to compensate um my uh, lack of speed, but uh, I am training on these. Uh, Yannick Ecker is a uh, is my is my coach, so uh, he he now he knows how to 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 do that uh, because he was a, an expert in in all this. Um, and um, yeah, uh, I tried to work on all the aspects of of schema. Um, yeah, maybe I'm not doing a uh, one hour of transitions every day in my. Uh, in my living room uh, all the summer, but uh, but uh, yeah, I will spend more time working on on all this, analyzing myself, filming myself, uh, competing against others. So um, yeah, I really want to be more often in uh, in the sprint finals for sure. You finished eighth overall in the Eisenberg World Cup. 2020 21 uh, do you dream of attacking the higher places in the overall ranking let's say in the next uh, two to four years yeah 
for sure uh it's always a, a goal to to be higher in in the rankings especially when you know you are um polyvalent and can make great races in all the disciplines um yeah, especially when i finished uh, eight at the general qualification i was eight but i was yeah i had only one point more than maybe just Nadir who was ninth and two points more than the 10th one so it was very close for for top 10 positions but uh, yeah especially when i finished eight i missed uh two races because i wasn't there at the first world cup that winter so i had uh, two races less than uh, all my competitors and i think uh yeah with two more races i could have been better ranked in the uh, in in the ranking uh, same this year, I missed two races because of COVID and and couldn't race in Abu So, um, so yeah, um, I would say that um, yeah, I think uh, uh, I want to go for for the top five. Um, I think for now the mixed relays doesn't count in the general ranking uh, because if it one day it would, then it would compromise all my chances and. Uh, uh i would have to <laughs> to to focus on other goals but uh or to find someone uh a female partner yeah so you mentioned top five uh and you started talking about your let's say not strong sides so what do you think is the most important to have nowadays because we see the next calendar we have seven world cup races and uh, six sprint races so i think the next uh, world cup winner has to be at each world cup uh, in uh, semi-finals at least in sprint race so it's the most important uh, thing right now to be good sprinter and then to compensate uh, a bit the results in the other disciplines on it or it's just a mix of it no it's just a mix of it because uh, if you uh, addition uh, the vertical races and the indoor races you have more than sprint races so um, yeah uh, maybe you have in the, you have more sprint races than every other discipline but together uh, individual and, um, and and vertical races are bring still more points than um, than sprint races but yeah for sure uh, uh, if uh, Michele Boscacci wants to have another uh, big globe, then um, he would have to be better in sprint. Um, and uh, and yeah, that's it. I think we have amazing conversation about uh, your seasons, about the opinions on, on Schemo, but... Uh, not only for me, but for all the people, it's very interesting to speak about uh, your nationality. You are Belgium schema racer, which is wow. <laughs> when we see Belgium uh, uh, athletes in biathlon, cross country, it's always kind of uh, exotic one. Yeah, <laughs> we, we can say it like this because Belgium is amazing in cycling, soccer and these this sports. But uh, yeah, in winter sport, it's different. Uh, so how did you get into this sport? Uh, tell us more about this uh, Belgium and Switzerland and, and everything behind you. <laughs> yeah, so... Um... Uh, I am born in Belgium. Uh, I've lived the first uh, 10, 10 years uh, of my life in Belgium. And so when I, when I was uh, 
10 years old um, and my sister nine years old, my parents decided to let's go move to Switzerland in a small chalet uh, they built here in 2005. So um, in 2008, so I started living in a, in a mountain village in uh in valley so in the in the swiss alps and um yeah it's quite difficult i was doing some uh, some tennis uh in belgium but yeah it's difficult to do classic sports when you live in the mountains so uh, the sports here are alpine skiing or trail running or ski mountaineering or uh, paragliding or uh, uh, cross country if you want um and um and so i started uh yeah, skiing. I did some uh, alpine skiing races, and one day the the ski club of the village offered to some of the young skiers to to test uh, ski mountaineering with uh, a local guide, and so uh, I started uh, skiing like this with uh, three other uh, young athletes of of the village. And um, yeah, at the beginning it was very difficult because we were. Uh, the, the equipment was very heavy. Uh, we were it was alpine skis with uh, Diamir buildings and uh, alpine skiing boots. And so, uh, yeah, my equipment when I started was maybe six kilos per per uh, per foot. Uh, and now, hopefully, is uh, luckily it's uh, much uh, much less than that. So, but yeah, I was uh, I fell in love with uh, with that sport. And so, yeah, and since uh, 2009, um, uh, I've been doing ski mountaineering in winter and, uh, and trail running in summer. I was more about your relationship with Swiss athletes because, like, you are representing Belgium, but you are traveling with them to training camps, to races. You are training with them. You are friends with, uh, with I think, everybody <laughs> from the team. So, also, you have... Uh, coach Yanni uh, Gecker who is a uh, famous and uh, amazing former uh, skimo athlete uh, Swiss one also so how do you work together with the Swiss guys uh, because I think they are helping you a lot yeah yeah for sure uh, but yeah they are, they are all friends because uh, when I started uh, skiing in 2009 um, yeah we were we were not that many in Switzerland as young as us uh, doing um, doing skimo and there is Aurélien Gay calling me right now, one of the Swiss athletes. So, uh, uh, so yeah, I, I enjoy spending time with uh, with them a lot. And um, and so yeah, when we started, we were only a few us. I started together with uh, Pierre Metton, Julien Hansen, uh, and Arnaud Gasser. We were, we were yeah, let's say the and Thomas Corte, who started one or two years before me. But we were a small group of athletes uh, starting at the same time and. Uh, it has been amazing since yeah 2010 to see how each of us improved and uh, became important athletes inside their federations and uh, and make it uh, progressively to the the top of uh, the world's rankings and um, again because I, I know them very well I, uh, and for a long time uh, when I'm with the the Swiss team on, on races because. Uh, yeah, I travel with them. Um, I feel like I'm a Swiss athlete. Uh, I don't feel myself like a, as a Belgian one accepted by the Swiss. Uh, I feel like a, a Swiss athlete. And I even have the, the Swiss passport um, since 2016. But uh, yeah, 
I enjoy my uh, my Belgian Belgian touch, and uh, we stay for Belgium. So, so you are not planning to switch the nationality because of uh, of the Olympics? Yeah, I'm joking right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the Swiss guys will uh, will fight uh, among themselves to to get to the Olympics. Um, but yeah, 18 athletes, uh, male athletes, and 18 female athletes at the Olympics is not a lot. So even for me with Belgium, I'm not even sure that uh, Belgium will have one one spot for an athlete. Um so uh, yeah I will uh, focus on my sport and see what uh, what comes out uh, the IOC told us that uh, they will uh, uh, explain how the selection criteria uh, criteria and, and quotas in uh, September next year uh, at least officialized that uh, at that time so um, yeah uh, we'll see what comes out of this and if my chances to get to the Olympics are very too small or what I can do to... to... Maybe, yes. maybe you should convince some of the girls from Swiss team, hey, let's go with me for Belgium <laughs> because <laughs> there is too many girls in Swiss in Swiss battle for Olympics. <laughs> maybe yeah, this is the way. I don't know if you know that, but um, you know Thibaut Dessin, the, um, the junior yeah. Swiss yeah. athlete? Is also Belgian. Uh, she has, oh. uh, her parents are, are Belgian, and uh, her little sister is Belgian as well. So uh, maybe there is a is a way to convince her. But um, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, <laughs> if she has a a chance with uh, the Swiss team, she she should go for it. There is always a chance. You see, <laughs> just just keep dreaming and pushing, and maybe you will find a way. <laughs> But now let, let's get back to some serious talking because yeah, this was all about joking. It's nice that every year you are going back to Belgium to participate in some trail running races. You talk about your schema career, about mountaineering. Yeah, to to the people in Belgium, you are trying to inspire young athletes and people to try this, uh, maybe to to find some way how to do schema also uh, for their country. Uh, do you think that Belgium can have more schema athletes in the future? Maybe like to help uh, build something, uh, some connection between the Alps uh, and uh, and Belgium? Yeah, B Belgium is, um, is a growing country, but uh, sadly we don't have uh, high mountains to, yeah, to, to ski. Maybe we have uh, two or three three days of, uh, of snow uh, per year. Uh, there are some ski resorts in Belgium, but yeah, since the, the highest point is uh, uh, a bit less than seven, 700 meters high, uh, it's difficult to ski there. But, um, but yeah, Belgium is a country that loves the mountains. Uh, when you come to, to Switzerland, uh, to Valais, or to some uh, resorts in, uh, in the French Alps, It's crazy how many uh, Belgian uh, driving Belgian cars uh, you 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 see, um, and uh, yeah, many Belgians go to the Alps for skiing in winter. And since uh, ski mountaineering is becoming more and more uh, common and uh, and popular, many Belgian athletes are testing it. And uh, yeah. The trail running community in Belgium is uh, is quite huge uh, uh, for such a country, and so uh, seeing me performing in 
in Schemo and uh, in Trail, they all want to to test uh, Schemo and see uh, what it brings uh, brings to them for uh, for the trail running season. But um, yeah, Schemo is also a very expensive sport. Uh, the equipment is quite expensive, so uh, it uh, it limits the the number of people who can compete in races and uh, and be competitive. And uh, how are you working on this uh, from from your side? What are you doing to improve maybe uh, mountaineering in summer and winter for for Belgium uh, young boy and girls who are interested in in this sport? Um, I've been working on that with the Belgian Alpine Club. Um, so, but yeah, it's difficult to to generally the 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 young athletes who would like to to discover ski mountaineering doesn't have the the budget um, and the federation doesn't have a huge budget uh, for ski as well so um, it's quite difficult to to bring them the equipment so generally when they they try to contact me personally and see what I can and I try to see what I can do for them uh, directly. Um, but uh, yeah, generally it's difficult for them to 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 have the, the finances to to do schema. But um, uh, you can always now more and more find uh, uh, second-hand equipment or rent good equipment for one day in local shops or uh, or find someone who can lend you a pair uh, of skis and, and shoes. So um, I think even if it's still a very expensive sport, um, it's become more and more attractive, and uh, many brands, many many brands are uh, offering options for uh, for those who who want to to test the sport. In speaking about the Olympics and uh, the future of Schemo, what, what is the biggest positive that it brings to our sport uh, from your point of view? I had that discussion a few months ago with uh, with Nicolo uh, Canclini and, and some others. Um, right now, it's difficult to see what positive it brings because uh, yeah, they will use the, the word ring to talk about schema, but the disciplines we will have at the Olympics are not, let's say, a true schema. Um, so. Um, for the community that really loves ski mountaineering and knows what ski mountaineering is, it's difficult to accept and it makes uh, it makes uh, us uh, angry uh, because uh, we love so much our sport. We are passionate people. We we our heart uh, beats for uh, for the sport the sport we do and uh, and seeing that uh, yeah our values are neglected and that what we consider our sport is not at the Olympics but uh, in a way is uh, uh, it's difficult so yeah for sure it will uh, the positive aspect is that now the federation will will get uh, more funds uh, more money uh, to support young athletes to support elite athletes to organize running camps to make uh, their athletes uh, professional athletes but um, yeah I, in 2030, we really need the in races if we we want to 
to keep the, the community together and, uh, and keep the Atlas together because, uh, yeah, when you look at the, the stars of, uh, of ski mountaineering, uh, the stars are Poscacci, Antonioli, Manini, Nadir, uh, the Swiss guys, uh, Rémi, Werner, uh, um, yeah, Thibault, Xavier Gachet, William Omardion. But yeah, most of them, are individual athletes, uh, in the run, yeah, in the uh, races, uh, athletes or vertical, at, vertical races athletes. The, the sprinters are now right, uh, right now, not the stars of, uh, of our discipline. So maybe we'll change in the future as a sprint will be, will be more and more uh, important. But I think for the, the community, uh, really, really knows the sport and practices the sport. Uh, yeah, they will still feel more uh, close and connected to the ones, uh, yeah, the, the ones I, I mentioned. I think that uh, with Olympics and uh, the evolution of Schemo since, let's say, 2019, because yeah, uh, the biggest boom of Schemo and ski touring, backcountry skiing uh, came with uh, Corona, uh, and. Uh, it's everything is connected with uh, money, budget for athletes, uh, prof professional athletes. So what about you? What's your status? You are professional athlete or you are uh, working a bit or, or you are a student or? Uh, so I'm, um, let's say I am professional athlete. Um, so I am now paid by the Belgian government. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, yeah it, it wouldn't be the case without the sport getting to the, the Olympics. Um, so yeah, that definitely helped for me. And uh, aside of that, I am finishing my master degree in management in uh, HEC Lausanne. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, working on my uh, on my thesis. Um, so yeah, uh, I am fortunately so yeah, I'm paid by the government and my sponsors will allow me to to make uh, of my passion my work, and that's quite incredible. Uh, what about your sporting goals for the future uh, besides the Olympics? Yeah, uh, let's say we are speaking right now in terms of five to ten years. Uh, what's your biggest uh, goal? Oh, good question. Um, yeah, for sure, 2026 Olympics are yeah, it's far away because uh, as athletes we need uh, yeah long term goals, but also uh, short uh, short term goals. So my my objectives are the world championships, for example, this uh, this winter. Um, yeah, I would um, as uh, yeah, make a top ten in uh, all three disciplines for me. So the sprint, the vertical, and the individual. Uh, yeah, this winter, the world championships. I had the same goal two years ago in uh, in Andorra, where I did uh, tenth of the sprint, fifth of the vertical, and. 18, I think, of the girls, so uh, uh, I missed the last one. But uh, yeah, being polyvalent and uh, and good in all disciplines is very important for me. Um, and, uh, yeah, try to be better ranked in the general ranking, but um, yeah, and try to be as much possible on the podium or close to the podium on the, all the World Cup races. Um, but no, I don't have a specific goal like uh, I want to win a Pyramenta in two years. No, uh, uh, I I prepare all my races very professionally and uh, and um, and yeah. So 
I'm always there if uh, a good result is, uh, is possible. I have a very last question for you. And I think it's the most frequent one in our podcast. Uh, what does mountaineering mean to you? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very complicated question, a very important one as well, because um, as I said, we are, we're passionate people. Uh, we love what you do. We we live to to be in the mountains. Without the mountains, we, we feel bad when I go to Belgium. Yeah, if I'm not busy every day, I start missing the mountains and uh, it becomes awful and I want to go back to, to the Alps. Yeah, what it is for me is freedom, is passion, is, uh, is adventure. Um, I like to consider every training as an adventure to discover new places, new trails, new summits, new sides of, uh, of yourself and, uh, and share it with, uh, with everyone. So um, I always also want to, to try to inspire um, from my, my, my sport and my passion and motivate uh, young athletes or any athletes to, to spend time outdoors and see how many amazing emotions it can bring to them because uh, sport and mountains uh, have brought me many amazing emotions, uh, not only during my, my best results or like my, as my like when I, I won in Madame Campidou the the vertical race, but um, yeah, mountains have been so let's say so so, so good to me because uh, uh, now I I am making a living thanks to to them. Um, I am spending almost every time outdoor. I don't know if you can see through the window, but you have uh, no. no, you don't see it, but I have four thousand meters summit. Uh, uh in front of me um and uh and yeah it's quite amazing to to live in the mountains and uh live uh, for the mountains and uh and uh, and spend time every day in the mountains that was very nice answer max thank you for your time uh, i wish you all the best for the next weeks uh, especially for the world championships in trail running in thailand let's represent schema family <laughs> yeah in best possible way let's win the medal <laughs> and then uh, bring it to valteran so we can make a nice picture <laughs> of yeah. all medals you won in 2022 yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it be amazing. but yeah thank you uh, a lot for this opportunity and this conversation and uh, yeah, looking forward to see you in Rio um, on the, the World Cup circuit. And yeah, any one of you who are listening, um, yeah, let's uh, meet on a, on a World Cup race this winter. Thank you again, Max. And uh, see you soon in Valteran. Yeah, see you soon. Thank you.